Hey guys, happy Friday. Oh my gosh, you guys, this episode, it really is one of my favorites. I have so many favorites, but I have to say it's one of my favorites because I got to have on an incredible mother, woman, someone who was a mentor to me when I was a young girl uh, in high school, my cheerleading coach, now become my friend. I just can't say enough good things. We had such an incredible talk, just real and raw, catching up, having her share her own motherhood journey now that she's a seasoned mother, what she's doing now, her passions, her intention with the creation of her media company, and just all things. And I hope you guys love this episode. I had so much fun just kind of getting to catch up with Lauren. And she also brings on her co-founder, Jesse at the end of the show. And we talk all about um, Trash Media. But I really love how real and raw Lauren is on my show, how we really get to share our journey of getting to be together when, you know, I was on the chilling team and what I learned and how she mentored me. She speaks about her mentorship and how she wasn't really even aware of it and just her own journey of being, you know, a girl to a mom and what that was like for her and all the things she went through. Um, and it was just a really beautifully raw, real and raw episode. And I hope you guys enjoy it. And uh, it's been such a great week of such great guests. I have some amazing guests coming on for the rest of May as well as June. And I'm just so excited to share all the exciting news going on here personally, as well as, you know, with my business. So hope you guys have a great Friday and great weekend. Hope this episode inspires you to continue to speak your truth, to be real and raw, and to be open and to share. You're always helping others and helping yourself when you do so. And so I hope I always inspire you to do that. And so I hope you enjoy this episode with Lauren and Jesse of Momtourage Media. This is Everything with Allie Levine, hosted by Hollywood mom, celebrity stylist, influencer, and Bravo reality star. Ali Levine. On this podcast, you'll get a mix of, well, literally everything from motherhood to fashion, lifestyle to spiritual well being, all real and raw. Ali interviews celebrities, experts, influencers, entrepreneurs, and so much more. Tune in weekly to be inspired, empowered, and entertained. Welcome back to Everything with Allie Levine. I'm your host, Allie, and I'm so, so excited for today's guest. I have quite the special woman, mother, entrepreneur with me. I have the fabulous Lauren Haggerty. And guys, okay, so this person is really special to me because she is someone that I have known back when I was a young girl back in Munderbury cheerleading, and she was my coach. And so I told her we reconnected in the mom community recently with her mom Taraj Media that she's a co-founder of. And I told her she had to come on my show and not only talk mom life, but also talk about like our journeys together and everything. And so Lauren, before I intro you on, I just want to tell everyone a little bit about you. So Lauren is the co-founder and content creator for Momtourage Media, which is a media-based company that focuses on creating crowdsourced and research parenting advice for modern-day moms. Married mother of two, a daughter of Ava, age 12, and son, Max, age 10, she lives in beautiful Watertown of Greenwich, Connecticut. And like I said, she's a former Munner Woodbury Crusader cheerleading coach, my coach. She studied economics and State University in New York at Purchase and worked previously in finance at Merrill Lynch. Lauren, welcome to my show. I'm so happy to have you here. Oh, Allie, I'm so excited to be here. I, I can't thank you enough. I'm really honored and it's so great to reconnect. I know. So like for those that like, you know, don't know, you know, don't know you or don't know our story. I mean, it's just, it's so, I love when the universe like just gets to align and things come back because we were, we've been emailing now for quite a few months since we reconnected. And it's so funny because, you know, you reached out to me and you're like, I think you said you saw me on like a mom blog or something. I did. So my brother was trying to help Jesse and I with our Instagram account. And he would send me some screenshots for another, I think it's called the Momtourage podcast. And you were on it. And I was like, oh my God, that's Allie. <laughs> so I just had to email you and see it's how you so were doing. funny. I mean, it, it's such a small world. And I love, like, this is what I love about the mom world, the mom community. Like, oh yes. And Arlie agrees. <laughs> She's so cute. 
You're so funny. Um, and this is what I love about the mom community because so many of us reconnect and find different ways to collaborate and share in all the things of motherhood that, you know, makes us all really be more connected than we all realize. And like, so I just, I love that that's how you found me and now here you are on my show and it's just so cool and it just shows how full circle and you know like I said guys you know Lauren was my you know my very you know high school training coach which Lauren like I want to start there you know like I was telling you in emails when we were chatting back and forth how much your coaching, you know, not only inspired me as a tutor, but really as a young woman and how much I felt you mentored me. Like, I want to go back to, you know, high school when you were my coach and when you decided to be a coach, you know, how did that journey begin for you? So, um, Allie, I was, I was, I didn't go away to college and I kind of, it was, it was kind of hard for me because my parents didn't want me to go away. And there were a lot of other reasons that, I didn't go away and all my friends were going away to college and I was just so heartbroken and alone. And I, I got a, a phone call from, I got to work with a really amazing athletic director at Monroe Woodbury, Ron Montaldo. And he gave me a call after I graduated and he said, I think you would be a great junior varsity coach. Um, would you be willing to take the job? I know you're going to college locally. So I was thrilled and it was honestly, for me, the silver lining of I was home from all my friends were away at school, enjoying themselves, having their journey. And to be able to coach, it was just so great. It, it just made everything so great for me because I got to mentor, you know, all of you and you looked up to me and I was doing something that I loved. I loved cheerleading and I loved dancing and I didn't want to have to give that up when they went to college. So it was really great. And, you know, there were a lot of, a lot of kids. I mean, when you're in high school, you go through a lot of different things. And there were a lot of kids that came to me, I think, because I was just, I was only 19 years old when I started coaching. So they kind of could relate to me because I was more, more along their age. And I think coaching for me became the first time that I actually had to think like a mom because when, when, you know, my team would come to me with certain issues, I'd have to run it. I, I always looked at it in my head where, what would I do if this was my child? And that's kind of how I coached. And I just, I really, I was just, I loved it. It was, it was such a happy, amazing time of my life. Yeah, well, I think that, you know, when you speak to that mentorship and everything, you know, you're very humble about it, but like, not just me, but I know so many who, you know, went to you and looked up to you and just felt like a sense of peace when, you know, they got to talk to you. And, you know, I shared in that too. And I think it's so cool that you share, you know, that you got to do this kind of out of a situation that wasn't really the best and that you, you know, wanted to go away and you wanted to have those experiences. And instead, you know, you wound up not only being a coach, but a mentor to so many. It was, it was so great. And I, I love that. It's true. You know, when things, certain things don't work out, there's always a reason and there's always a silver lining. And I'm, I believe that, you know, you just have to trust in your journey and, you know, good things come from it. And coaching was really such a, you know, I know you say it was a mentor to you, but you, all of you guys, like you lit up my life. You made me so happy. It was so much fun. It was such a creative outlet for all of us as well when we would make up the routines and the dances. And it just, it was just such a, a great, great experience for me. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that, you know, that goes to your personality and who you are and how you share and you know how just open you are because not everyone can be you know that type of coach and that type of mentor you know and I think that that speaks to you know you as a mom you know I think you know I that was one of the first things I said to you when we reconnected was like you know you must be such a great mom because I just know how you were with all of us and I know how you were personally with me and you know I think that 
you know, obviously all moms do a great job and all moms, you know, do their best. But I just think that because of who you are and your mentorship and, you know, the way you were lit up by all of us, I'm sure that just only continued for you when you stepped into motherhood. Oh, I, I honestly, I like, there's nothing I love more in life than being a mom. It's just, it's just amazing. I remember I was like a few years back, I was watching a documentary of Tony Robbins. And he said, you know, you just have to find your purpose. And, you know, it could be that you just want, you just want to be the best mom in the world. And that's your contribution. And I, it just like resonated with me. And, um, that's kind of why, you know, I started to, you know, I, I started to, I went on a journey of like, what do I, what am I good at? What do I like? And that's kind of how I got into the business that I got into is because I love being a mom and I love sharing what I've learned with other people, because I think that's the, the, I've learned so many things from other people and they've helped me on my journey. And I just think sharing is so important. And I love that you do that on your show and you do that as a mother it just, you don't know, you you can so positively affect other people's lives by what you share. And they could be, you know, in a situation struggling or not know what to do. And your openness allows them to feel less alone. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I just, that just like struck such a chord because it, it's so true. You know, like that openness we all need, especially in motherhood, because it can be such an alone feeling as much as we all can love it so much there is this alone feeling because you are so in it and you know you you are so kind of especially in the beginning of motherhood you know in the in the throes of it and it, you know especially you know like as you hear my little one you know around uh, <laughs> behind you know like making all the noises right now you know it's like it, it's intense you know and you're right it's so true that you know so so many you know of us can feel that alone feeling and can be searching for a purpose. I love Tony Robbins too. I love that you, um, you know, love to listen. I, I, I mean, I think so much of what Tony shares is so incredible and spot on when it comes to being inspired, no matter where you are in your life. It just like ignites you when you listen. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Well, and I mean, so, you know, you became a mom and you step into motherhood and I know like you shared with me when we were emailing about like your own journey and things that you suffered in the beginning. And I know, you know, that I suffered through postpartum depression with Amelia, my firstborn, like, can you share with us a little bit of what that vulnerability looks like for you when you stepped into motherhood? Absolutely. So Allie, I, I come from a long line of warriors, like, I've, I've had anxiety probably like my whole life. I remember one time in elementary school, this kid like poked me with a lead pencil and I, I was like panicking the whole day because I thought I was going to get lead poisoning, which we all know you can't get lead poisoning from a lead pencil, but I was a little <laughs> kid. So I was, you know, I've always been like a nervous, anxious person. That's just kind of my personality. And um, after I had my daughter, I just had severe anxiety and I, I just, I felt so alone. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know why I was like so anxious. And, you know, after you have, it's so, it's such a pivotal moment in your life when you have a child. And I just remember all these thoughts going through my head, like I'm, I'm responsible for this human being, like, what if I die? Like, what, what if something, God forbid, something happens to me? Like all these anxious thoughts were running through my head. And so, you know, I would exercise and I would find that would give me like a little bit of relief from this, you know, anxiety. Um, and I remember hanging on to one piece of information, which was, it takes about 18 months for the hormones to leave your system after you have a child. And I just kept saying, I just got to hang in there. I just got to get to the 18 month mark. And then maybe I'll feel, you know, I'll feel better at that point. And so what happened was I, a, a really good dear friend of mine had said to me one night, she said, you know, let's go take a cooking class at the Blum Center for Health, which is in Rybrook. So we went to the cooking class and you know, and when you're a new mom, you're up all hours of the night, you're tired. So I was tired, exhausted. I didn't feel like myself, 
but we went there, we cooked, like we cooked an amazing plant-based um, meal and we ate, we ate it. And then afterwards I was like, oh my God, I feel better. Like I feel good. This is amazing. So there must be something to this Blum Center for Health. And so the next week I called and I made an appointment and I, so they, they, they are functional medicine. So they kind of just focus on keeping you healthy. And I was nervous to go. I mean, I think a lot of people are nervous to go to the doctor, but I kind of just said, my anxiety is worse. I got to just go to see what's wrong. And, um, they changed my life. Like, I, I went in, I got, they do a battery of tests, like not your normal amount of tests that you, when you go to the doctor, do a battery of tests. And they found out that I was deficient in a lot of vitamins. So all the B vitamins, and I was also deficient in magnesium and vitamin D. And so they put me on a regimen of these vitamins and minerals and Allie, I felt like a new person. Wow. I couldn't believe that just adding these specific vitamins to my diet would like change everything so much. And I, I mean, I credit, they saved me, they saved me and I'm, I'm forever grateful to the Blum Center for Health. And I, I just, I always want, I, I know there are people that suffer from anxiety and they suffer silently. There is help. Like sometimes it can be as simple as just taking extra supplements. Sometimes it's more complicated, but there is always help there. And like, if you suffer from anxiety, you should not suffer alone. And the Blum Center for Health, health also, they, you, can, you can make a teledoc appointment with them. So you can meet with them from anywhere in the world and they can help you. So I, I, that's one thing I've always wanted to share with like other moms and anyone out there who suffers from anxiety. It's like, you don't have to suffer. You know, you don't have to suffer. There's help. Well, I think that's such a great message to share for any moms listening and for anyone listening that like, you don't have to suffer and that there is always help. And I love that you shared in your journey, you know, you found it in that because I think that too, you know, a lot of times society wants to tell us it has to be one way and it's only that way and nothing else is going to work. And that's just simply not true. And everybody's different and, you know, everyone has a different way they flow and, you know, we all don't fit in the same box, you know, and it's like, I love that you kind of, you know, went and got to experience that. And then from that, it sounds like you kind of took your power back and were able to start feeling like yourself again and also be a stronger mom and a stronger wife because of how you were feeling. Exactly. Exactly. And you just, you always want to be your best self. And I always try like, you know, to, you know, do everything I can to be healthy and, you know, it just, it's important really is if you don't take care of yourself. I always say, if you don't have your health, you have nothing else, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's so true. Health is wealth. They say that for a reason, right? I mean, exactly. It's, it's a, it's a real, you know, it's a real thing. And I think a lot of times, especially as moms, like, I don't know what you learn, but like, I know so many times I, you know, I let myself go as far as not checking in with myself, you know, mentally, I continue to pour out so much, but then don't think about pouring back into myself. I mean, do you find that you do that? And that, especially because you went through your postpartum anxiety, like, do you ever feel it ever flaring up or do you have to do things in your own practices and routines to make sure that you stay ahead of that? Like, what does that look like for you? Yeah. Like if anxiety creeps back into my life, yeah, <laughs> is that what you mean? Yeah. For sure. And especially, I guess, because you did have, you know, for some, they have postpartum depression, for some, they have postpartum anxiety, for some, they have both, you know, I think I had more of the depression side and a little bit of the anxiety, you know, that would add in, but it sounds like for you, it was like full-blown anxiety. So because you worked through that and because the things you did, like now, obviously, you know, your kids are older, but do you st still have things that can trigger and bring that back up from, you know, what you went through, what do you do for your own, you know, self-care to help with your practices and, you know, rituals, I guess, you know, to continue to make sure that you stay outside of that. Cause I think that that 
a lot of times when I have these conversations with different moms and everything, you know, it's like everyone knows how, not everyone, but many people know how to like do what they need to do in the beginning and they can like stick to it. It's just like when they get on a diet or they do like a challenge of a workout, right? It's like, oh, I could do 30 days. Oh, I can do this. I can do that. But then actually continuing the work, actually continuing to make that part of your life and your lifestyle and make those shifts. Like, what does that look like for you? And how have you been able to do that and rise above that? Exactly. Well, I, I, I meditate a lot, which I find is really helpful. And I know I've read a lot about how it changes the brain when you meditate and kind of, you know, calms you. And I have, you know, I use a lot of essential oils. I exercise. It's kind of, I just, I just have like, I have a weighted blanket there. I just have my go-to things. And I know when, if I'm feeling, and I, and then I will, you know, take my supplements and get back on track with that. But some, it's easy, you know, anxiety is just one of those things that it's always, you're, it's always creeping back, you know? So you, you do have to use every, everything that you've learned and that you have to kind of keep it at a distance. Yeah. Well, I love you brought up meditation because I feel the same way when I was going through my postpartum depression and, you know, I, you know, got a therapist and I had a postpartum you know, um, counselor and all of that, you know, thank God for me, so many of the people on my team were more of that kind of, you know, spiritual mindset. And they were like, you know, if you don't want to take prescription drugs, which like, obviously anyone listening, if that's what works for you, then by all means do it. It's not something I've ever been into I've always kind of been more on the alternative side when it comes to medicine and the holistic side and so I didn't want to do that unless I had to and so they let me know really you know off the bat like hey look you're going to have to do the work especially when it comes to your mindset and meditation was something that they really helped me with and I love that you shared that because I talked to so many people that like it sounds like when they had those aha moments when they made those shifts when things changed in their lives it started with meditation and I know for me it's a game changer I couldn't agree more I listened to um, Deepak Chopra and Oprah's meditations every day and it's like they just they just you can almost like, you feel how it just changes your whole mindset and puts you at peace, you know? Yeah, it puts your mind at complete peace. And it, and it you know, it helps you, I think, you know, even when it's like a busy day, you know, and, and you feel like there's so much going on and you feel like you can't handle everything. It's like, because you took those few minutes to meditate, because you took those few minutes to give back to yourself, to allow that self-love, that self-care, you are able to continue on during the day, even if things are still a shit show. It's like, it won't feel like as much of a shit show because you've just created that Zen place for yourself, you know? So I love that for you, you continue to do those practices and, you know, allow yourself that time, which I'm sure for you also, you know, being, you know, a busy mom too and having your business and everything you do, I'm sure it is hard to make that time for yourself. It is. It is. And I, I like you, I'm, I'm a purist. That's what my doctor called me because I like, I like to try like all the alternative ways to, I like to try all of that first before, you know, anything else. I and love meditate. that. Purist. Usually I'm just called crazy. So I'll take no, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the, that's the word we're, we're purists. We, we like to, you know, just try the natural way first. You know, what do you have to lose? If it doesn't work, then you can, you know, take an alternative route, but, um, I agree with you. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I mean, you know, and it's like, again, everybody, you know, we said not everybody subscribes to the same box. So it's like, you know, if something else works for you, you know, then great. Well, and before we dive into like kind of where, you know, you are now and with your co-founder, Jesse and everything with mom charge media, I want you to talk a little bit about your, and I'm not going to pronounce it right, but the super ventricular you told me about the condition that you had clearly I can't even say it but I I didn't know much about it when you shared it with me I did more research and I realized that it is something a lot of moms do go through even though it's not something I've really talked about so can you first of all say what it is and then tell us a little bit about it and like how you know you going through it and like what you learned because I think that any other moms listening or you know could be moms to be could be something you know very important and a value to learn Absolutely. And you pronounced it correctly. It's supraventricular tachycardia. Oh, okay. So um, <laughs> you got it, Ellie. So I was about 
six or seven months pregnant with my son, Max, and I was walking um, with my daughter on Greenwich Avenue, and we had just gotten a new stroller. We got like the double bob stroller. It's like a monster, that stroller. <laughs> and I wanted to get her used to, you know, walking and being in the bigger stroller. And I, we were walking up the hill, and I put her in the car, and I folded up the stroller, and I threw it in the back of my car, and I like felt a little weird. So I, we got in the car, I drove home and I called my husband at work and I said, you know, I feel really out of breath. It's like really strange. Like, I don't know what's wrong. So he's like, call, call the obstetrician right away. So I called her and she said, go to the ER. I'm like, but I'm just, I just feel just out of breath. She's like, no, go to the ER. And I called my neighbor who I'm still friends with. And she came over to like you know, stay with me because I was nervous. And then my husband came and drove me straight to the hospital. And I walked in, I sat down, they hooked me up to an EKG machine. And someone yelled, code red. And I was like, oh my God, eight people were like on like right in front of me in matter of 10 seconds. And I, I was in a gown, I had an IV in my arm. And I had I had Allie had no idea what was going on. I just like, I couldn't believe, like, I was like, I'm just, I just feel out of breath. I just like, there's nothing wrong with me. And so the cardiologist came in and they had to, um, you know, Im- administer like six milligrams of something called adenosine. So my heart was beating 222 beats a minute. And it was beating that that way for like, your heart can only beat that quickly for like a short period of time, like maybe two hours or three hours. I'm not a doctor. I don't know, but I know it was like emergent. And I I was saying to the, because I'm a purist, I was saying to the, you know, doctor, I'm like, oh, don't, don't give me anything. I'm pregnant. Like, don't, don't give me anything. And I think they like had no choice because it was like an emergency situation because if your heart's beating that fast, like I said, you can go into cardiac arrest. So I, you know, I was in the hospital. I had to stay the night. At the time, I like, I really, I didn't know, I, I hadn't digested any of this. It was just so, such a shock. And so the cardiologist and the obstetrician, like the cardiologist wanted to put me on beta blockers and me being pregnant and a purist, I was like, there's no way, like I, I cannot take medicine. He was like, well, you also cannot like have these episodes. And, um, you know, we went back and forth and I, I ended up not taking anything. But what happened was that this happened to me again, like maybe four or five more times. And I was in the emergency room, you know, the rest of my pregnant, not, not in, you know, I was in and out of the emergency room, the rest of my pregnancy. And there were times I was in there and, and, you know, the, the ER doctor would be like, I could give you some medicine. I'm like, no, no, can you do that? There's some maneuvers, things you can do to like stop your heart from beating. So there's like something called a Valsalva maneuver where like if you breathe out strongly through your mouth while holding your nose, it like creates a force that can trigger your heart back into a normal rhythm. And then there's like a cartoid sinus massage, which like can only be performed by a doctor, but they like massage this artery in your neck and then your heart goes back into rhythm. So I, so I did that, um, a lot of times and, um, you know, it was just a really scary thing. And thankfully I, well, unfortunately I had to have a C-section due to it. I was not, I was not into, I didn't want to do that. I was so nervous to like have a surgery, but I, but I had no choice cause it was too dangerous for me to deliver regularly. And, um, I mean, I know, I obviously know what that's like being that I had a C-section my first daughter and, you know, it, it's, it, it is, it's a major surgery. It's like, there's nothing wrong with it. There's so many obviously that have it and there's so many even who opt for it. But I think that our society and our medical system likes to downplay it. Like it's just a C-section. And like you just said, it's a major surgery to your body. It is absolutely. It is a major surgery to your body and the recovery is it takes so for me, I mean, I've had, I had my daughter naturally and I had my son via C-section and honestly, the recovery for me with a C-section was so much longer 
and so much harder. And I remember like being in so much pain and my brother was like, he was the one that like helped me through like the surgery because he had had some surgeries from athletics. And um, he said, listen, just take it one day at a time. Just remember in one week, you're going to feel so much better than you do now. And then the next week and like just that like one foot in front of the other kind of mentality really like he really saved me. I don't even know if I've like told him that, but he really just made made the recovery so much better for me. Yeah. I mean, sorry you had to go through that, but thank you for sharing that. Yeah. I'm sure it does happen, you know, more commonly than, you know, some know about. Cause when I was doing research around it, I was like, wow, I didn't even know this existed. And, you know, from what you're sharing, it sounds like something that could be a little bit more common than we realize. Yes, it can. It can be genetic and it also can like happen spontaneously. So what is, what is actually in my heart is that I have more electrical like your heart goes around an electrical loop and I have more cells that like transmit electric in like a different route. So like the cardiologist explained to me, sometimes like your, your electric in your heart just goes off the other exit ramp and it's like the wrong one. And then it kind of like the electric fires your heart and it just makes it beat really fast. And you know what, these things, these types of, you know, invisible illnesses, right? They're like, I want to, you know, bring light to them because there's, you can just, you don't even know you have this, you know, it's very scary. And thank, thankfully I was like, you know, able to catch it and, you know, treat it and, you know, know what's going on in my body. And, um, but I just, I think there's not enough information out there for people. And I think it's like really important to just, you know, get like a baseline EKG and just make sure, you know, go to the doctor and just make sure, you know, cause I clearly had this my whole life and, and I didn't know. Yeah. It, I mean, but again, sorry you went through it, but thank you for sharing it because, you know, it's good to share it so others know and can look out you know, for the signs for it, like you said, or, you know, you said you can also be tested for it. Well, I think if you go to a cardiologist and just do like maybe an EKG, it would help. It would definitely help, you know, if, to, if you think you might have something essentially, if you think, yeah, it, because really like it really, I would have just brushed it off. Like I said, I, I just felt out of breath. I didn't feel like anything. You don't really feel that like your heart's beating that fast. So it's really hard to tell. Yeah. Wow. That's, I mean, that's intense. And, you know, again, like I couldn't, I couldn't even imagine because I think that, you know, um, no matter what we go through in our births and go through with everything, it's like, it's always intense. There's so much that we can't control. There's so much that happens and we have to really like surrender in so much of it. Like you even shared, you know, you had to with the medicine and getting your C-section, all these things that you didn't really plan on, didn't really want but were necessary in order for you to be able to be safe, you know, and your baby as well. And I think like, that's a huge part of many of us and probably most of us in some way, shape or form becoming mothers. Absolutely. It is. It's you know, right. I mean, and now, you know, you, you have, you know, you have your two, you know, and, and you've been a parent, you know, I mean, you're not a new parent, but you're not, I wouldn't say you're like crazy <laughs> seasoned. You're still in it, but you're <Yes>. It does. It gets, uh, it gets easier as they get a little bit older. And I think then maybe as they get a little bit older, it gets a little harder. I'm not really sure. Eight <laughs> years will bring. Right. But, um, I mean, you know, what's it like, I guess, being a parent now from, you know, where you were in the beginning, especially being that, you know, you did have the postpartum anxiety, you did have that condition. That's kind of how you stepped into motherhood you know, to fast forward to what, you know, where you are with it now, like, how has it changed? And what would you share with new moms listening that are like myself and others who are really in the throes of it or really in kind of the, you know, the shit and the exhaustion, <laughs> if you will, um, and are just trying to survive, you know, because you have survived and thrived and continued on, like, what would you share? Um, you know what, I just recently wrote an article about this. And I was like three pieces of advice for moms with children, like newborn to five. And one of um, the main things was, 
you just make sure you have a, a friend or two with kids your same age because you go through so many like developmental milestones with your children and those friends end up being like your go-to people when um you know you have a question oh you know if your if your daughter's having trouble with you know eating or this or that and they it makes all the difference and it's it's you know i was very blessed to have like a group a big group of moms and we all got to share uh with one another and it just made this that period of motherhood so much better and so much more manageable and um you know the other thing too is it goes by really quickly, Ali. Like when you're in it, it's like it's so difficult. And but you, it just they say the days are, <laughs> the days are long, but the years are short, and it's really true. You you just you don't realize how quickly it goes by. And I just you know I look back, and those times were so difficult as a parent. You're always worrying, and you're always you're up at night, so you're super tired and all these, um, but you miss it when it, when, when it passes you by and you look back and my husband and I, sometimes we sit and we watch old videos of when our kids were little and we're like, oh my God, their voice was so cute. Do you remember when they did that? And, um, but when you're in the thick of it, it's so hard to see, but my mom always said to me, Lauren, like when newborn to five, it's, it's going to be really difficult. Motherhood's going to be really hard, but you'll see when they, when, you know, they start kindergarten, it's going to get so easy and you're going to have a, you're going to have a break from like five to like 13 and then it's going to kick up again. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's coming from my mom. So I'm just, she's been right. So yeah. I mean, and it's funny, I talked to so many different people and, you know, different moms of all different ages. And it's like, they all kind of share the same thing. It's like, yeah, it's so intense. And then it kind of chills and then it gets intense again. And it's like, by the end of the day, like, obviously you're always a mom, you know, it's like forever our title, forever our job, even if, you know, um, you know, as they get older and everything. And it's just funny when people like share that, you know, oh, hey, you know, the the, you know, the days are long, the years are short. It's like, you hear that over and over and over again. And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah I get it. But it's like, it's so true. Like, even with Amelia, it's like, she'll be three in April. And I'm just like, how? Like, you know, it's, it's, it's wild. Like, you know, and Arlie will be one in May, you know, and I'm oh like, can goodness. I just have a baby? You know, it's like, yeah, it's crazy. It does. It goes by so quickly. And how far, wait, so how far apart, how many, how far apart are they in age? Um, so Harley is eight months and Amelia is like two and three quarters. They're about like 26 months ish. Okay. Okay. That's yeah. sort of similar to my two. They were 17 months apart and it's just like, it's so intense because you have, you know, two in diapers and bottles and you're just, that's all. But the good thing is like, it's like my husband always said, short term pain, long term gain. Like we're in it now. <laughs> we're already in this. And, and the best part too, is that they always have someone close in age to, you know, play with. And even as my children like have gotten older, it's been really great because they're into the same things at the same time. And it's not like one, one of my cousins, she has four children and they're very like spread apart. And she's like, I have a high schooler. And then I have one that wants to go to Disney world. So she's <laughs> like, you're not, you know, it's like, it's hard to like make them all happy at the same time. But when you, when you have them and they're close in age, you kind of, you can all do the same thing at the same time. And they're in, you're either into the same thing. So it's, um. It's, it's funny you brought that up because I was going to ask you, I was going to say like, you know, we are similar in the sense of our kids ages, except yours are even closer in age. And I was going to ask you like, you know, how is it like now compared to like you just described the beginning where it is just like, oh my God, like Amelia just doesn't want to potty train. It was like, she was all about the potty when, you know, we like first got her into the potty and she was going on the potty and it was like such a big deal. And then I think she regressed from being Arlie. And now it's like, I want my pull up, I want my pull up, I want my pull up. And she doesn't want to go on the potty. And I kind of just put my hands up in the air because I'm like, I just can't deal right now. And, you know, and it is exhausting, like having two that you're changing constantly and so much going on. And as independent as she can be, she obviously the toddler and still needs me. And then Arlie's 
you know, a full blown baby. So she always needs me. And so I do sit there so many nights when I'm, you know, up working late at night and I, and I'm exhausted. And I like think to myself, like, oh my gosh, it's so intense with the two of them. But like Justin said the same thing, my husband, like, he'll be like, yeah, but they're going to have each other. And like, it's going to be so great as they get older. And, you know, it is intense, but like, you know, it's good for them and this and that. And, and I, I, and I think about that, but it's good to hear you say like, you're actually experiencing that as yours are getting older. Yeah, it is. It is intense. It's, it's very hard. I, I think I joked on one of my um, articles that I wrote. It's like, I went to, after, you know, my kids were in that time period, I went to every doctor in a 50 mile radius just to make sure I was still okay, because you're just, you're constantly going and it's, it's really, it's a really hard time, especially when you have two close in age that are very dependent on you at that age. And you can't, it's like, you can't have a moment where you just, you know, sit down. You're, you're always, you always have to be on. And I think that was for me, that's the hardest part of being a mom when my children were that age. Yeah. I mean, and, and thank you. And, you know, it's an, it's inspiring and encouraging to hear that. And like now, you know, that they are older. Do you feel like, you know, like you said, like they do, they are close. Like, do you feel like that that bond did form from when they were young? Like, what is it like now having the two of them, you know, be older and, and get to kind of, I guess, watch more from the outside than be so in it like you were in the beginning, like I am now. Right, right. I mean, they are, they are best friends. Aww. And they were, they're, they're, you know, when one, if, you know, before, the pandemic if one was out at a you know play date the other one would just be like lost (laughs) without um and it's really great to see and it's it's just you know I I just right now in my parenting journey it's kind of like changed a little bit and you know I'm not thinking about you know always feeding and diapers and bottles and this I'm thinking about you know honing in on what they like to do what are their individual talents and like I'm a big believer in like you know doing what you love and um I just want to help them on their journey to like find their gift and what they're good at and it's just that's kind of how it like it's kind of like it kind of changes like a little bit because you they start to grow and you know it's just it's just it's really like such a joy to be a mom. It yeah, really is. Hear it in I your just... voice, which I love, which is such a great segue to you and Jesse creating Momtourage and what you guys are doing. It's such an incredible space. And I don't know, is Jesse on the line with us yet? Uh, yes, I'm going to. Um... Perfect. Um, so tell us, um, you know, uh, so, you know, fast forward to now where you are as a mom, this amazing company you and Jesse have created, which is called Montage Media, tell us a little bit about it and how it was born and, you know, how Montage came to be. So um, Jesse and I uh, were a part of a, like a 20 person moms group that started at Greenwich Hospital where we gave birth. And that's how we all met. And we stuck together. We, we had play dates every week. We would chat and like share information. And it was such a valuable resource. And um, I say like most things that, you know, have helped me in life have come from talking to other people. And when you're a mom and you're going through all this, it's just amazing to have a group like that. And it's like just such a gift. And so a few of my other friends had um, babies and I, they would call me a lot and ask questions. And I, I would say, I started to think like, oh my God, like maybe everyone doesn't have this group that we have. And it's just, it's just such a gift. So we, Jesse and I were having coffee one day on the Avenue and I was saying to her, you know, I think we have something really great here. I've noticed like, you know, some of my other friends don't have this group and maybe we should share everything that we've learned as moms and like help other moms. And I, and I said to, to Jesse, we're like an entourage of moms. And she's like, we're the mom entourage. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, that is awesome. So, you know, we started writing and sharing articles and, um, you know, we, we wrote one article about your child struggling to read. 
um, because my daughter, when she was in second grade, she second, third, fourth grade, she had a really hard time reading and she would read all the words on the page, but they would come out like different than they were written. And so I had such a hard time as a mom. I was like, what, what is going on? So another friend had mentioned this like specialty eye doctor. And so I took her and he discovered that she had like an eye tracking disorder. So it was like a developmental delay. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, thank God I was able to get to the bottom of this and like help my daughter. And so we wrote this article about reading and struggling and I shared the journey that, you know, we had with, you know, our daughter. And I, there were maybe four or five moms that came up, came up to me at school and they were like, can you tell me more about that? And like, they were struggling silently themselves with children that may have had a, you know, trouble reading. And so that's kind of when I knew, you know, we were onto something with what we were doing and, and it just kind of took off from there. Yeah, I love that. And I know Jesse joined us and I want to tell my listeners a little bit about Jesse. So Jesse's married and a mom of three and she is busy and frazzled most days and always driving from one place to another from one side of town to the next. And her kids are her inspiration. And while she of course has her own interests, you know, she has Murphy who's 10, Grace is nine and Olivia Lulu who she calls is seven. And as Lauren described, you know, they are co-founders and content creators together of Montourage Media. So Jesse, thanks for joining Sure. Happy to be here. Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. I mean, so, you know, tell my listeners a little bit more about, you know, you and Lauren kind of starting this media together and what this journey has been like. And I love that you guys kind of decided like, hey, it's so great that we have this as our small group, but like, let's make this so much more um, available to others and more accessible because all of us moms need it. Like, I think all moms at one point or another, even I think personally daily, have that moment of like, oh shit, I feel alone. Definitely. Um, so like Lauren was saying, we started, we had this given to us, basically it was a gift. It was a truly a gift from the Greenwich Hospital when the our babies, our first babies were born, which seems like forever ago now. But um, <laughs> as she said, as our younger friends started having children um, a little later on, a little later than us, basically, we found that they didn't have this opportunity. So that's when we decided to give this a, give this a try. Um, it's been really fun and really exciting and really, I mean, I learned something new every single day. So obviously we're still learning too, but it's great to be able to give our experience and our knowledge on the things that we have gone through to other people who may not have the entourage of help and the other mothers. And especially during this odd time of the world that we're living in right now that people must really feel a bit alone in their parenting so Absolutely. anyway yeah no I mean it's so true it's like you feel alone in a normal world and then you you know add on a pandemic and everything else going on and you know I know for me even you know being a mom of two it felt intense and more alone but at least you know at least I wasn't a new mom so I kind of knew what I was getting into I have my groups I have my community so I can you know reach out, you know, even if it is remotely and digitally and virtually and all that, whereas new moms, like you're right, it's like you come into this space now and you're like, oh my gosh, how the hell do I navigate all this when I can't even really get out to be around people and, and connect? I can't even imagine how hard that would be because that was so important whenever ours were young. It started about us. It wasn't really about the babies. I, that's, I don't mean that in a negative way. No, but of course. It started about the moms. None of us knew each other, but we were thrown kind of literally into this room with these tiny babies in bucket seats. You know, they, <laughs> they, were, just, they were either sleeping or crying or eating. And um, it started about us. It was about uh, postpartum things and breastfeeding or not breastfeeding. Um, it was about everything that had to do with our bodies and our feelings and the hormones that were changing in our in ourselves. And then not secondly, because obviously we were there because of the babies. It was, of course, about them and they were who brought us together, which I think is, I mean, this the obvious gift in all of it. But um, yeah, so I think it, that was a really important connection factor for all of us. Not all of us have stayed in touch, but uh, most people have kept in touch with a handful of the group. Um, so I think that was one important factor of it, that it started about 
us. Yeah, I love that. And I love, and I think that's such a great message too. And like, you know, when you said that, you're like, I don't mean that in a bad way. And I think you touched on something, you know, so important to address in the show is that so many of us, myself included, raising my hand, have that guilt of like, oh, it's always supposed to be about my children because you are a mom and that is your purpose and that is your job and your title and all the things. But at the end of the day, it still comes back to you. It still comes back to us. And it's like, if, if we don't function, then there is no rest of the family. There is no, you know, keeping things in line. There is no helping the children. You know, it's like, it really does start with moms. You know, like I believe that, you know, children really do play such a huge factor in changing our world and being a part of that. But it really does start, in my opinion, with mothers and where mothers are at to be able to then put that into their children. Yeah, I, sorry, I agree. The, your, your whole world changes. So clearly you change as well as a person and as a, a mom and as a human and as just as someone in the world. So I think that's the, the biggest challenge when you're starting off, basically, that you're changing. Everything has changed and not, and it's wonderful. It's for the better, but doesn't always feel like that. So true. I always tell people, you know, it's like you're reborn, you know, and I think for me, I felt like I was reborn with both girls and, you know, you're right. It's like, at first I definitely for myself did not embrace it. I definitely fought it. The universe gave me a lot of hard lessons when I fought it. And it was very much like, I don't want to do this. I'm not, you know, I, I can't do this. This is, you know, this is too much of this. I'm not getting to be myself. I'm losing myself. And you're right, there's so many of us that feel that, but then when you do really, I believe, let go and you surrender into what motherhood is, I be, you know, I love what you said about it being so much better because I've now experienced that and I'm like, wow, what was I fighting? Because there's just so much beauty in all of it. Definitely. I, I will say though, too, like it's not just when they're babies, then they're toddlers, then they're preschoolers, then they're school-age children, now then they're tweens. I mean, we're only to the tween phase, I guess. I don't know how to get there yet, thank goodness, but- um, every stage seems like the hardest when you get to it. Like the baby phase was the hardest when I was there. The toddler phase was the hardest when I was there. The, do you know what I, do you know what I mean? Like there was the challenges yeah. roller coasters through all of it. Well, what I love about, you know, with mom charge media, I know you guys say that, like what, like what you learned through the, the experience of for both of you is like the past 10 years of having this mom charge for yourselves and, you know, this group, but now with sharing it, the parenting is so hard. And like you just so beautifully said, you know, the hardest stage is probably the one you are in right now. So anyone listening, it's whatever stage you're in <laughs> is the hardest <laughs> right now. And no, you know, you're not alone because as mothers, we are all feeling it. And though we might be in different stages and be different types of moms, you know, we all are sharing in this experience of just trying to get by and moms and also have that significant, you know, emotional support system, which you guys are truly providing, you know, with mom trash media being born. Yes, definitely. Um, I hope, I hope that we can give people that. And I hope that, um, people do reach out if they, if, and when they hear this or when they read an article that hits their heart or they feel it close to home or whatever it might be, because I, they're not alone. You're never alone. And parenting is hard. So it's great to know that you're not alone. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> write that down, anyone listening. It's so, it's so true. It's so simple, but it's so true. It's like you're not alone, and this shit is hard, no matter what. As I'm literally standing here holding my mic, rocking Arlie, because she decided to, like, pass out on my shoulder when normally she does not sleep right now, and she's just, like, totally <laughs> on my shoulder as I'm, like, trying to finish my podcast. But that's mom life, right? And it's, like, you know, I think the more we can be real about that and the more we can share in how hard this can be and that it is so emotional and we're all in it. And like you guys said so beautifully that the hardest stage is really the one you're in. It's like, then you start to kind of step into this grace and this surrender, at least I do. And I'm like, oh, okay, it's a shit show, but like, it's all good. Like other people are in this too. It's not just me. That's right. It's your shit show and it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I have, I have a, um, uh, on my signature on my personal email, it says, while we try to teach our kids about life, they teach us what life is all about. I'm not actually sure if I got that somewhere or if I made that up, but I truly believe that <laughs> while, while we go through this thing called life, they're teaching us what it is meant to be about. So that's my favorite, um, snippet on my kids. No, I love that because I say all the time, and I think I was saying this to Lauren when we reconnected and we're emailing, like, I feel like the girls have been my greatest teachers and the more I allow myself 
uh, to allow them to teach me the more I expand and the more things really do um, flow more beautifully and, you know, and, and continue to expand and just inspire and create. And I appreciate you brought that up because I think also too, you know, no shade, of course, to anyone and how they parent or even our parents and older generations. But I feel like from society and everything else, it's always telling you like, you have to be right because you're the parent and you're in charge and this and that. And it's like, of course, we have to keep our kids safe and we have to do the things we need to do. But there is such a beauty in letting them be our little teachers. And so I love that you also feel that way. Yes, definitely. Lauren, Lauren, what would you say to that? Like, do you feel like your kids have also been a part of teaching you? Like, do you allow that to kind of play in the everyday of your motherhood journey? Oh, absolutely. They are like my biggest teachers this morning. I was like really nervous to come on the podcast. And I said to my son, Max, I said, I'm, I'm really nervous. And he said to me, mom, you, you can't mess this up. It's, it's yours and Allie's creation and there's no wrong creation. <laughs> and Aww. I just thought, oh my God, that's such a good perspective. And it's just throughout building this business with Jesse and, you know, everything, my kids have been so involved and so invested in like, they're, I am always learning from them. And they're always, they, they sometimes proofread my articles and they, they give such valuable feedback. One, one time my daughter was like, mom, I think this article, you're talking too much about, you know, yourself and your own experience. I think you should make it more about the reader. <laughs> and I was <laughs> like, that's great. I love that. And they just give such honest, you know, kids are just honest. And I love, I love that about them. Yes. Oh my God. I love that you said that they're honest, but it's true. They're so honest. And I think that the more we embrace their honesty and the more we embrace like that pureness and how they operate, because that really is how we all come into this world and we lose it because of society and the noise around us. You know, it's like the more you're reminded of like those gifts and what a blessing, you know, that they really are and, and how they can not only, you know, enrich your life, but like you guys just said, like teach you and actually like give you teachable moments. And I feel like that with my girls and I'm only a couple years in. So like, I think that's so incredible that you, you know, he said that to you and like your daughter, you know, gives you that feedback. Like that's so special. Yeah, it is great. It's really, truly wonderful. Well, guys, I so appreciate you sharing, you know, so much about Momtourage Media. And I just, I love the story of how it all came together and that it really came you know, it was born out of the need really because of you guys. And I think that that's such a, you know, high note to leave off on, you know, for anyone listening, it's like, don't feel guilty. Don't feel selfish in needing to put back into you needing to have support, wanting to have support. Like you are, you know, supposed to be the strongest and, you know, are expected to be, but at the same time, you also have to have that strength to be strong and you have to have that support and I think that the more we show other mothers and the more we step into our power and show others that it's okay, more than okay, to be vulnerable and to allow ourselves to appear weak, but actually it's really our strength, the more we continue to help other moms with what they're going through. I couldn't agree more. Well, thank you guys. Thank you for being here and sharing Momtourage and Lauren. It was so great getting to... Oh catch up with you and hear everything going on with you and like our journey. I know, I know this is only the beginning of me getting to collaborate with you guys. So I'm very um, excited and happy that I got to have you guys on and share all the goodness of Momtourage and what you guys are building and doing. And I think it's amazing and so inspiring for other moms and moms to be listening that to know guys that like, you know, that there is support out there. And also if you're listening and you're thinking, oh, maybe I want to, you know, start something or I want to create something that you always can. And, you know, Lauren and Jesse are showing you that as well, you know, with being busy moms and everything they're doing, you can always create, you could always, you know, say, Hey, I'm going to try something else, or I'm going to start a new chapter. You know, motherhood is just an extension of us in the best way. And so you guys do a really great job of showing that. So tell us where we can find Momtourage, anything else you want us to know before I let you guys go? I'm sure you can find us. Um, we're on Instagram and we're on the web at Momtourage Media. Um, and it's been honestly such a pleasure, Allie. We can't thank you enough for having us. It's Thank been you, so Allie. great to reconnect. And 
this is just thank you. It's just so nice to be with other moms and we all know what we go through and just have that love and support from one another. Yes. Well, thank you guys for all you're doing for the mom community. I think it's so important and such beautiful work because obviously I have such a passion for moms and it's so, so heavy on my heart. And I just think like you just said, like, you know, moms need to know, like, we really are all in this together. You know, it really is truly supposed to be a sisterhood. It is supposed to be a true connection of something we all share. Even if we don't have the same, you know, things we agree on and everyone does things differently as far as parenting, we are all in it. And so we all should support one another. So thank you guys for all you're doing and everything will be in the show notes and guys, cheers till next time. Cheers. Thanks, Allie. Thanks for listening to Everything with Allie Levine. If you loved this episode, please leave a review, screenshot this episode, tell a friend, tag us on social media, subscribe, tune in weekly for new episodes, and to continuously be uplifted, empowered, and inspired.